Having a great show today. It's the idea, baby. Baby, baby. Great show today. See other people podcast. It's gonna be another great show, baby. Oh, baby. All right. So clearly one thing is obvious. Garen is not here for the show. This is the first show of season 2.0 of the See Other People podcast and Rumble show. And maybe... YouTube show, and we'll see. I'm going to try to keep it clean and keep it to where it can be YouTube-friendly. At least a cut of it will be. So, Garen, I haven't heard him from him in a couple of days. Um, I'm sure everything's okay. I hope everything's okay. I'll check in with him this weekend, make sure everything is okay. And, and, but I want to, I want to make sure that we keep the channel going. I want to make sure that we keep the podcast going or that I keep the podcast going, that I keep it going. So we're going to change a format to a twice a week post with just me and one show and Garen and the second show is, is how we hope it goes down how I hope it goes down. So. The idea is just the evolution of the show. It's just something that's happened because there are plenty of times that I want to get on here and get something out and get something on the podcast, get something edited, get it in front of you, get it on your, you know, phones, so that you can hear it, get it on Rumble, so that you can watch it. But, you know, it, it's just depending on one another a lot. And I guess I'm somewhat of a control freak. See other people as my creation that I uh, dreamt up during a uh, drunk stupor. Stone stupor. Something. I was stupored. But the evolution of the show brings us here to where... We're going to up the content and hopefully still have the weekly show with Garen. That's my plan and my hope. I'll definitely try to keep it funny and keep it going the best I can. Make sure that it is edited down and economic for your ear holes, efficient for your ear holes, even if I have to move my operations offshore. Trying to keep it efficient for your ear holes. Um, the vision of the show has always been to have other people on the show. So I invite you to come on and do something with us. Um, 
when I say us, that's either me or Garen or both of us or just one of us or none of us at all, which is what most people are choosing now to do. No shows with none of us at all. So even those people, thank you for doing no shows with us at all. We, we, we hope you would change your idea perhaps uh, soon, soon. So uh, we do have a great show to, to get to get to today on the evolution of the See Other People podcast hour. That is not going to be an hour. We're going to try to keep it at 45 minutes. I'm going to try to keep it at 45 minutes. I'm going to try to keep it for you around 45 minutes. And I just want to, you know, I want to play some clips and do some, do some, um, I'm going to do some clips for you guys off of the other podcasts that I, I listen to a lot. We're going to comment on those and see if we can identify the balance and bias of those clips. So I hope you join me. And if you usually listen, but you can only stand it when Garen talks and can't stand it when I talk, this probably isn't going to be the show for you unless you like listening to some of the podcast clips that I'll show. Uh, or play during our first segment. Um, so it's 2.0, and I'm bringing it to you. Hopefully, it's going to be good. Oh. And it's not good. You can have your money back. Oh. And um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm here with my AI DJ playing up those funky ass low fry, high fry beats that you love to stir fry in your mizzide. So, everybody, jump in with me. Let's do the 2.0 show, faux show. Let's see other people podcast. It's here. It's just me and you together doing what we do. So let's get it going. We're going to do a free to D show. I can't resist it. I can't resist it. I want to keep it like it going. No fry Fridays, Saturday morning style. We're going to do our first segment after these important absence of messages. Ha ha ha. Uh-huh. My AI DJ, he don't play. Here comes the first segment. Soapbox. Soapbox. So, here is our first segment. Soapbox. Soapbox. We listen to some clips. See if we can identify the bias in the clips. We're going to start off with. The Daily. A snap news conference outside of the Speaker's office, what we call the small rotunda at the Capitol. And he walks out. Welcome back, everyone. He sets somewhat of a somber tone. You know, in the months that we were gone, in the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. And he begins to lay out why he believes there needs to be 
an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. The first thing he says is that President Biden lied about his son Hunter Biden's business dealings. There is evidence that President Biden made at least one very prominent false statement and that other times he oversimplified or maybe made misstatements when describing the business interactions. Mm -hmm. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions. But then he makes a series of allegations about conduct that Hunter Biden engaged in and attempts to link it to President Biden. And he does it in a way that is not really backed up to date by any hard or concrete evidence. And that really is the link that has been missing so far for the House Republicans, who through their various committees for months now have, of course, been investigating President Biden and his family. I'll give you one real quick example. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his son's and his son's business partners. In McCarthy's speech, he suggests that Biden is responsible for getting his son millions of dollars and fancy cars and things like that. And, you know, Hunter Biden did get expensive gifts and millions of dollars from overseas business interests. What McCarthy is alleging and what Republicans have yet to prove is that it was Joe Biden's intervention that caused those things to happen. All they've uncovered so far is that on occasion, Joe Biden exchanged niceties with business associates of his son, things like chatting about the weather or, or a handshake. They have not produced any concrete evidence that he was directly involved in any of these business activities himself. Kevin Mc So the narrative is no evidence. I will say that is one thing that is prominent across either left, right, in between, is the way that this is being pitched to the people of America is that there's no evidence from the left and the right is screaming, we have so much evidence. We'll get into that. We'll get into that later. I mean, the main thing is there's no evidence is, is the is the overall thing that the New York Times and the Daily want you to understand. Huh? McCarthy is clinging to the speakership by the thinnest of margins. Mm -hmm. Remember, he only became speaker after making a ton of concessions to the hard right. And one of those concessions was agreeing that any one member at any time, if they were dissatisfied with Kevin McCarthy, could call a vote to remove him. Right. And on top of that, remember when we were barreling toward default on our debt, and in order to avoid that, McCarthy cut a spending deal with the White House? Yes, I do. Well, the hard uh -huh. right remains really mad at him for that. And we are entering a period now where McCarthy has to make good on that deal and fund the government by the deadline on September 30th. 
And the hard right is saying, no way, we're not voting for those bills. And they're telling McCarthy the only way he gets their votes and avoids a government shutdown is to make some concessions. And one of those concessions is impeaching President Biden. So the narrative opens up a bit there. Not only is there no evidence, but you know there's no evidence, Kevin McCarthy, even though you're bringing up articles of impeachment on Joe Biden, you know there's no evidence. You're only doing it because of concessions that you had to do. That's the narrative from the New York Times. And it's very biased. It's very biased to the left. And it wants you to know that he is being forced to do this by his constituents and his cohort of the Republicans, uh, of the, the Trump Republicans, the GOP. So it's very left-leaning. It's very, it is definitely not middle of the aisle news and this is not the you know democrat times it is the new york times which i guess some would argue is essentially the new york times and the democrat times i guess both of those mean kind of the same thing because the dems have such a Stronghold on New York, although I thought they got some seats in this past election. So let's see what Bongino has to say about this. Bongino, obviously a very middle of the road guy. I, I kid, I kid. I do enjoy his show though. Let's hear it. Let's, let's hear some segments of uh, Dan Bongino's here. And I'll, of course, stop and try to identify any biases along the way that I can. Although, I mean, Dan Bongino, you don't really stop. You know, you just you just let the guy talk. You will ever see in your life. Today is going to be the definitive takedown of the Biden regime. The definitive takedown. Share this link to this show with every one of your lunatic liberal friends. If they deny, if they deny the contents of the show today, then they're just they're just freaking lunatics and scrap them from your life. Today. Just so definitive. That's the thing about Dan Bongino is if you are looking for something to feel, this guy does not leave any blank space for you to wonder. There's no open-mindedness at all about his pitch. It is, this is what you got to do. This is what you do. This is what you do. I'm Dan Bongino. I'm telling you what to do. And I'm going to prove to you this thing. And if your friends don't believe you, fuck them. And that's what I hear. And that is, it's, um, it definitely doesn't share nuance with the New York Times, in my opinion, but let's, let's allow him to continue. Now, this is all chopped up and taken out of context, but I tried to make sure that complete thoughts are left in here. Uh, I didn't try to take, you know, words and cut them together like some sort of, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Howard Stern thing. The show is going to be incredible. Don't miss. And of course, there's going to be plenty of that. A total sellout in every respect. 
a guy who just is, he's obviously a Democrat, pretends to be a Republican. The one thing Romney uh, supporters have in common is, as Sean Davis said yesterday, everybody regrets voting for Romney. It's the only thing. So Mitt decided he was going to leave, uh, not run for re-election in the Senate seat. Anyone know why? I told you, he says it's because of his age. That is absolutely not the case. Uh, he was about to get smoked in Utah. He was going to get destroyed. I think that uh, mayor, was his name? Trent Staggs is running. There's probably going to be some others that jump in. We'll have to vet these guys uh, so we can give you an informed uh, endorsement or quasi. I mean, again, with the decisiveness, you know, um, that is, I mean, if I'm talking about harmful politics, they're both, both the New York Times and Dan, Dan Bongino are just harmful to, you know, the press in some way. I, I wish, you know, there was something like an NPR that didn't, that, that was actually, you know, biased, not biased and for the people. But that's why you have these shows that they're popping up on Rumble, but they're just, you know, everybody wants you to believe what they believe. And, and if you don't believe that, then, you know, fuck you. And that's, that's, Dan Bongino is definitely a very entertaining host. I listen to him, but he doesn't leave room for a lot of questions. The endorsement or whatever support, I don't know what the hell you call it, doesn't really matter. But we'll have to vet these cats to see who the most conservative is. Mitt Romney was whoever was running. Mitt Romney could have run in the Republican primary against an Elizabeth Warren type. And Mitt Romney still would have been less conservative. So Mitt Romney's out. This is hilarious, though. He's got to take a shot out the door. I want you to watch this coward out the door, how he talks about he's part of the wise wing of the GOP. Just a hint, guys. Uh, if you're calling yourself wise, you're probably a moron. As my Aunt Jane, God rest her soul, used to say, self-praise things. Here's Mittens out the door. So he's calling himself part of the wise wing of the party that led to massive debt, wars all over the world, capitulation on spending, a bunch of white papers, uncontrolled uh, immigration. They do speeches and white papers. That's basically what they do. Trump got the Abraham Accords, tax cuts, federal judges appointed, fired Jim Comey, massive regulatory reform. Trump got all that done while Mitt Romney was busy writing white papers for Bain or wherever he worked. But listen to this stupid shot out the door. Check this out. I mean, Trump was the president. Mitt Romney was a senator. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot more done. But I don't know why that's even comparable. It's just the whole idea of Mitt Romney sucks because Trump was good. It's just more of that right-wing decisive politics that's just it has to be in your face and it leaves no room for you to think for yourself and you know what you can think for yourself when you look at the republican party particularly where the house of representatives is do you feel like this is a republican party that is beholden to former president donald trump well there's no question but that the republican party today is is in the shadow of donald trump uh, he is the leader of the greatest portion of the Republican Party. Uh, it's a populist, I believe, demagogue portion of the party. Uh, look, I represent a small wing of the party, if you will. I call it the wise wing of the Republican Party. Uh, and I don't believe we're going away. I think ultimately we'll see a resurgence and come back into the leadership of the party. Uh, look, uh, my wing of the party talks about policy and about issues that will make a difference to the lives of the American people. The uh, Trump wing of the party uh, talks about resentments of various kind and getting even and, and settling scores and, and revisiting the 2020 election. What are the policies for the future? And my party is only going to be successful getting young people to vote for us 
if we're talking about the future. And that's not happening so far in that other way. Oh, wait. There's no such thing as proof. There are degrees of proof. So. I agree that Mitt Romney is not the wise wing of the Republican Party. Uh, that's just something. I mean, Mitt Romney is going to lean right and he is anti-Trump and he is probably one of the main donors behind the Lincoln Project, if we had to guess. I'm sure he at least supported the Lincoln Project and what it did. Um, he's a, you know, a rhino, you know, is what, you know, the Trump Republicans would call him. But I mean, I think the main thing that Dan Bongino, I mean, he calls him a Democrat just because he's not a Trump Republican. And I think that's harmful thinking to when you have any one man that we have to follow. Even though I get that it's Joe Biden or Donald Trump this coming election, the way things look now, which is terrible. <laughs> but, you know, we, uh, this is what, you know, I guess this is what we asked for as a country, you know, but anyway, it's just, they're so, everything is so similar with these two guys. So you got Joe Biden, everybody accuses Obama of being a string puller. I mean, the Democrats are accusing, you know, McCarthy of being, you know, string pulled by Trump and, and, and Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, the, I mean, we saw it during when Kevin McCarthy was being brought in as the Speaker of the House, when MTG had Donald Trump on the phone right before they got it all done. So I understand that the Democrats are saying this is what is going on here. And that's a, a popular narrative, I would imagine. But it's also a little bit true, I think. And what he's saying is somewhat true. But... uh I, I don't think he definitively proves that Biden, I need evidence. Let's see that evidence that you, that the Democrats say doesn't exist and the Republicans say does. Let's see it. Let's see it. Reasonable suspicion, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. There is no more any reasonable doubt left that Joe Biden is the head of the Biden crime family. None. Now, I want to show you a couple of things first. Here is a CNN reporter, this Abby Phillips, who ironically seemed to have some sense debating a school choice opponent who sent her kid to. Now, first of all, let's take note right here. <laughs> he says Abby Phillips' name. Okay, so Abby Phillips' name has been spoken. He knows who Abby Phillips is. Abby Phillips is. I knew who Abby Phillips was way before I knew who Dan Bongino was. So, I mean, I think Abby Phillips is a good reporter. I have no problems with Abby Phillips at all. But apparently private school the other day and then completely lost her mind with Matt Gates. This is CNN again insisting that there's no evidence against Joe Biden despite a litany of evidence. I'm going to show you today. Send this link to your liberal friends and ask him what's untrue. This is proof beyond a reasonable doubt. But watch them first stick with the no evidence canard. 
Check this out. This is After good. To the quality of the evidence, though, I just have to say, I mean, we do have bank records, devices, laptops, travel records, changes in administration policy. Seems like pretty strong evidence not, to me. None of which links President Biden to. Well, it was uh, Joe any, Biden on the phone. None of which. He was li- calling into the meetings. Wait, Abby, Con- are you actually trying to tell your viewers that, that you don't believe that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business deals? It's not it's about case. It's not about what I believe. It's about whether, whether there is evidence that President Biden is linked to the misdeeds that uh, might be linked to Hunter Biden. That's the issue. Uh, but I want to get back. Come on. He was. He, wait, hold on. Can you just acknowledge that when it, he calls into the business no, 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 deals no, 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 that no. he's involved? This is when not, he calls into the, to the dinners, not about, you don't think that's involvement? Again, folks, these people are just to be laughed at. Well, Dan, we should reason with them. No, you should reason with your neighbors and your friends. Media people. The woman there is not dumb. I think her name is Abby something. Abby Phillips. Thank you. She. And now he needs his fact checker to tell him this girl's name. Uh, okay. First of all, if anyone went crazy there, in my opinion, it would be Matt Gates. And I mean, he's on CNN. What does he expect to happen here? And she doesn't really do. I mean, the only thing she says is I'm not going to, you know, talk about that. I mean, because. Why would she talk about that with Matt Gates on CNN? No one's saying that CNN isn't biased as hell to the left side. They are, including Abby, Abby Phillips. I mean, you know, she is just as left as the rest of the channel. But you can't say that she went crazy talking to Matt Gates when Matt Gates is yelling at her and won't let her finish her work. So he's not stupid. What she's doing there is not faux naivete. She knows full well Joe Biden is not only connected, but running the Biden crime family. She knows that. She- That's what Dan Bongino is telling you, though. I mean, for him to tell you in such definitive terms that, that, that Abby Phillips, Abby, what's her name? Abby Phillips doesn't know what she's talking about. Come on. I mean. He's just lying. There's a difference between malfeasance, misfeasance, and ignorance. This is malfeasance. You can't reason with malfeasance. I mean, you the think. only thing I think of it's like trying to reason with like Jason from Friday the 13th. Hey, Jay, I don't know, Jay. It's a bad idea to whack that dude with the machete. Like Jason doesn't care. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't care. The media people don't care. So I, I'm proud of Matt Gates for going on there and humiliating. Uh, the woman trying to insist that Joe Biden's not connected because it just makes them look like buffoons. But they're not going to stop. It's not just one. They don't care about their kids having to laugh at them in the future that they defended the biggest government corruption scandal in American history. They don't care about any of that. You have to understand none of this bothers them, even though not a single shred of, of, of an iota of nuisance is in their soul over. They don't care at all. They are absolute sellouts and communists. Here's just a quick one minute of the new line now. There is no direct evidence in this canard going around. It doesn't matter what you say. Take a look. You know, the president has been in politics for a long time. And I think, as he would say, he's seen a lot of malarkey along the way. But this might take the cake. This is all smoke and no fire. What a waste of time and money. I don't see any probable cause here. Uh, There's just no evidence. I have not seen any evidence. There's no evidence of any crime at all. No evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this, uh, at least nothing that they have brought forward and that we have seen. Have you seen said evidence? No, not a scintilla of evidence. There is not a shred of evidence that President Joe Biden 
has engaged in wrongdoing. No business dealings of Hunter Biden's or anyone's was discussed in these conversations. I think they're making making it up. There is not a shred of evidence that President Joe Biden has committed an impeachable offense. A substantial majority of Americans believe something which is not true. There is not a shred of evidence that President Joe Biden has committed a crime. You got to have a crime. <laughs> like you got to have some accusation you can make. And they don't really have anything right now. I think the impeachment inquiry is absurd. I think that that's absurd. It's ridiculous, of course. This is part of the right wing's misinformation machine to try to confuse people. <laughs> Did I miss that? It was a 2019. That I, I... I mean, he's proven a narrative. We do know that there's a narrative that's being put out there, but I guess the only thing that I would say about something like that is that just realize that there's two narratives. And let's, I mean, we're still waiting for that precious proof he has. That undeniable truth that's going to come to all the Dems. He's going to send it to them, the link. And remember, you can, your friends are stupid if they don't believe you after this. Let's hear that definitive thing he does. Ben Schreckinger. Yeah, Guy said it's like it's weird. It was almost different back then. It's almost like the media has known the whole time how corrupt Joe Biden is as they continue to say there's no evidence. So strange. You know what's even stranger? As if you didn't believe already we have a communist agitprop government-run media. Uh, the Biden White House sent out instructions to their little sycophantic ass-kissing media people. You better go out and challenge these Republicans on Biden's crimes. Look at this back-to-back uh, -back CNN. White House sends letters to news execs urging outlets to ramp up scrutiny of GOP's impeachment inquiry, quote, based on lies. Here's Marshall Cohen. We're going to cite right now. Fact-checking McCarthy's claims while launching Biden impeachment inquiry. Marshall Cohen, there he is. He clicks his heels and snaps right to it. I got my orders, sir. I got my orders. And you're supposed to take these people seriously. That's a funny part. Yeah, you keep it up. Keep listening to these idiots. Daniel Dale, Annie Gray. We've never even heard of Annie Gray. Why'd she go on a byline with these two dipshits, Marshall Cohen and Daniel Dale? Daniel Dale. Annie, save your career. Delete your name from that immediately. This is the most humiliating thing I've ever seen. But it's Daniel Dale and Marshall Cohen here. You just, I mean, just check out their avatars. You'll see what I mean. If, if you, it was, if there was a toolbox in, in kind of a visual pictogram dictionary, you'd see these two idiots. I'm all right. I'm going to get to that in a second. I mean, it's just insults. All he did was sit there and call them an idiot and call them assholes for like the whole time. And, you know, they're CNN people. We get it. Dan Bongino doesn't like the left and CNN, but I mean, to say they're communists because. There's been no proof of communism. That's just that's just definitive. There's no room for any other opinion other than mine. And if you are listening to the Dan Bongino show as your sole source of news, then that is fucking harmful. The dumb fact checks you have ever seen in your life, humiliating even by left wing standards. Let's go through it point by point, like we're making an actual criminal case. So you will leave today's show. Absolutely convinced that we are a source for truth and they are a source for bullshit. Just nonstop talking about this proof, talking about this proof, talking about this proof, talking about this. We're 21 minutes into the show talking about this proof, talking about this proof. It's as simple as that.
Okay, here's the article, the fact check article by Marshall Cohen and Daniel Dale. You got to put it up for me. The same guy just called an asshole a whole bunch of ways. Sounds like it's his proof. So you guys can see. What I can see. There we go. Fact checking McCarthy's claims while launching Biden impeachment inquiry. Annie, I'm, I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna leave you out of this for now because I think you were just too dumb to realize you were signing on with these two idiots. However, Marshall Cohen and Daniel Dale, Daniel Dale have already established reputations for being agitprop commie losers. So we're gonna, but we're gonna take their word as bond. As proof that you can send all your liberal friends of them being assholes. Dan Bongino continues. Just focus on these two for now. Annie, but we'll get to you next time. So here's their first point in this. Now, you may be saying, wait, this is a fact check? Because the fact check seems to confirm everything the Republicans have said about the Biden crime family. And the answer is, ding, 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 you'd be correct. So CNN claims, Cohen and Dale. Biden, uh, CNN says the claim is that Biden family and associates got 20 million through shell company. McCarthy said facts first. They know this is true about Joe Biden's family and associates. <laughs> okay. So there's your proof that the Biden family has $20 million in shell companies. Let's listen to the words. $20 million in shell companies the Biden family has. I mean, I don't think there's anything illegal about having $20 million in shell companies. We haven't even got to the next clause. This is true. But there's no public evidence to date that the president personally received any money. There isn't. <laughs> Well, okay, there you go. I mean, if if you were to put the same scrutiny on any million slash billionaire president, you're going to get the same thing. You're going to find millions of dollars from the family's business operations put into several different companies to keep the tax values down so they don't have one huge company. I mean, I don't think it's that big of a business dealing. I don't think it, well, it's certainly not illegal because you have a president that's, you know, still president. And this was, this was all prior to him being elected. So <laughs> imagine being Marshall Cohen and Daniel Dale. They have kids, you know, they're yeah, here is Tony Bobolinsky claiming directly. And the no proof. one's disputed his account. Well, it's backed up by emails, by the way. The infamous 10% for the big guy email, which he verified is true, and so is everyone else. Joe Biden, we know, is the big guy. Here's Bobolinsky saying, yeah, yeah, we've done business with Joe Biden. Okay, do you see that variable there? That's like the X, X14 plus. It's like in algebra, the, the big X there is we know Joe Biden to be the big guy. See if we can get it back just a little bit. We haven't even got to the next clause. This is true. But there's no public evidence to date that the president personally received any money. There isn't. Right. 
Imagine being Marshall Cohen and Daniel Dale. They have kids, you know. They're Here is Tony Bobolinsky claiming directly, and no one's disputed his account. It's backed up by emails, by the way. The infamous 10% for the big guy email, which he verified is true, and so is everyone else. Joe Biden, we know, is the big guy. Here's Bobolinsky saying, yeah, yeah, we've done business with Joe Biden. But Daniel Dale and Marshall Cohen say this isn't evidence. Why? Because they're freaking moron commies. That's why. Take a listen. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So this indefinite proof, this proof to end all proofs, is a former business associate of the Biden family saying that Joe Biden has spoken about business with Hunter Biden. If you believe that, I would like you to join me at Free a, to D show. Right. Just tune into my show every day because there's going to be to D show all day. All day. This is, uh, I mean, in my opinion, this is more harmful because I think the people that listen to this and shows like this tend to only listen to shows like this because they don't want to listen to the New York times because the New York times see they both sides have their, both sides have their uh, main tools or preferred like drugs of choice. The drug of choice for the Democrats is, is to be nuanced and subtle and, push things through and I'm not saying there isn't a socialist agenda. I'm not saying that there aren't parts of socialism in the democratic, you know, party. Um, but what Dan Bongino has done here is not proof positive of anything other than a guy saying that he's heard Hunter Biden talk to Joe Biden about business and that we all know the big guy is Joe Biden. So that is like the, you know, that's that's the back mode of his bullshit. So. And you know what? I, I believe that there's something there. Just let that be. You know, I don't even, you know, not, my beliefs are not what we're even talking about on this show. But I mean, I personally think that there is plenty of corruption there. And I think if you went and did this kind of inquiry into any past president, I think you'd find plenty of corruption. And what you'd find is you'd find how they made their millions of dollars abusing their presidential power. And I think that Donald Trump didn't really get a chance to do that very much. Um, and because they were kicking his ass the whole time, you know, trying to get him impeached. And I mean, he had two good years. And then after that, it just went to shit. They just wanted to impeach, 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 impeach. I mean, you also have to look at, you know, Everybody plays to their audience, right? So, 
Dan Bongino is going to play to an audience that doesn't listen to left left media. It's just that's what he does, or mainstream media, which is left media now. Um, there is no mainstream media. There is no independent media. There is no media that's going to give you an unbiased opinion. This is a new age of reason. You have to think for yourself and you have to understand the difference between nuance, truth and truth. And you have to understand the difference between stating facts and saying that it makes proving one thing doesn't prove everything. You can say like what Dan Bongino did prove here is that a business associate heard Joe Biden talk to his son about business. It doesn't prove that he's the big guy in the email that needs 10%. It doesn't prove that he did any kind of anything other than talk about business. That is very broad, talking about business. Now, I understand he said he's never talked about business with Hunter Biden. So you've proven that to be a lie. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. That still doesn't prove everything. And that is what... I'll also say typically when you're on your back heels and you're saying there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's probably plenty of bad things to cover up because you're really banking on there being no evidence, you know, and um, the Democrats are screaming about no evidence right now. And the Republicans are proving everything except what they're accusing, which they're not even being that fucking open and honest about that. The big guy could be Zelensky. The big guy could be someone else. The big guy could be Obama. We don't, don't know who the fucking big guy is. There's no proof of the big guy being Biden that I've seen that would call me proof. Now, there's plenty of people saying, I'll prove it to you. And then they prove lesser facts that have that are not that fact. So. <laughs> is there? Can we play that again? Is that possible? Or is it, I don't know how you like techie guys work over there. I, I, I just want you to. Hear this again. Yeah, hold on. I just want you to hear this again one more time in case you missed it. This guy was a member of the military. He is unquestioned, unimpeachable. He says unimpeachable credibility. Nobody has seriously questioned anything Bobolinsky said. He has texts and emails to back up. He was a business partner to this deal. He said, in, this is not a, de a deposition. This is him volunteering the information in public that he was doing business with Joe Biden. And somehow Marshall Cohen and Daniel Dale, the two kings of the dipshits at CNN, claim there's still no evidence. Here, listen to this again. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe. Well, there you go. It tells you a thousand things that this is evidence of. And then you hear it, and it's really just evidence of one thing, that they have talked about business. Business. And they've talked about it together, and he's seen him do that. Uh, Maybe talk about the Wall Street uh, fucking Joe journal. Biden. No evidence, despite the business partner saying not only is there evidence, he actually saw it. See, Joe this is Biden. the kind of stuff in, Joe, I love. Joe this. Biden. This Joe Folks, Biden. what do you think? Joe Biden. Should we do a Justin uh, remix of Tony Bobolinsky cutting rhymes? We should. Has indicted. 
So, and there's Dan, Dan Bonji, you know, play with himself a little bit there at the end. That's, that's fine. That's what I tune in for. I like, I like his stuff. But, um, again, you can't, you can't say, I'm going to prove to you that it's light outside and then be like, it's dark. And then no one, no one has told me that I'm wrong for saying it's dark, which proves it's light outside. No, it doesn't. It proves that either no one fucking listens, which I'm sure he does have his listeners, but of his listeners, most of them listen to this type of media. So let's hear what CNN has to say about the Hunter Biden indictment. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, on three gun-related charges. The charges include making false statements on a federal gun form and possession of a firearm as a prohibited person. Hunter Biden lied about being a drug user on a federal form when he bought a gun in 2018, even though he was battling a crack cocaine addiction, according to the indictment against him. If convicted on all counts according to court filings, he could face as much as 25 years in prison and up to $750,000 in fines. Hunter Biden has been summoned to make his first court appearance, but a date hasn't been set yet. Hunter Biden had previously reached a deal with prosecutors to plead guilty to two federal tax misdemeanors and in exchange drop a felony gun possession charge in two years. But the deal collapsed over the summer. CNN's Evan Perez notes a book that Hunter Biden wrote that possibly made the case easier for investigators to bring. He discussed his own, uh, his own struggles with drug uh, issues and he talked about it at about the time when he possessed this firearm. And that really what it did is it, 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 it drew the attention of investigators at the, uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, who already were kind of looking into some of these issues and really cemented the idea that he should not have been able to buy this firearm. The thing that we got Hunter Biden on, the thing that they're charging Hunter Biden on, it's, it's just all such, it's all such shit. I mean, they're taking his book that describes his struggles with crack cocaine. Granted, don't put a fucking book out that tells of your struggles with crack cocaine unless you want people to have those struggles on paper from you. So, and then, but you've got a bunch of pissed off Republicans that don't want their president to be the only one that got indicted and don't want their president to be the only one that gets in trouble. So they're trying to make Joe Biden in trouble and they're trying to make Hunter Biden in trouble. And me personally, I, I, I don't, I think they're both probably pretty shitty people and you could probably find better things to say they're in trouble for than what they're doing. So because to say that it is a felony to lie on a federal form that you're doing drugs and buying a gun is I just think that's a kind of a bullshit. And plus their evidence is his is his their evidence is his book. And that he bought a gun during that time. So Where's the freedom in that? You know? Where's the freedom in him being able to go to a gun store and buy a gun and then try to recover from his problems and write a memoir about it? You know, 
there's probably plenty of dirty shit. And I think this war is where you need to focus. This fucking war and the and the relationship between Zelensky and the Biden family. And that's where you should focus. Hunter is a side note. Everybody's still got a hard on about this laptop. And it proves that he's banged hookers and stuff. I mean, let's let empathy be empathy and realize that we've all had bad times in our life and we've all done some things maybe we're not proud of. We didn't write memoirs of them and we're not the president's son. So not everyone knows of everything we've ever done. So that's a, it's a blessing. Proving that Hunter Biden did crack and bought a gun doesn't prove that Joe Biden is taking millions of dollars from Ukraine to be supportive in this war. There, I think there's probably some proof of that out there. I personally don't understand fetishizing, fetishizing any president, period. I've never had a president that I wanted to put a fucking flag on my yard that they're a president because they're mostly fucking dirty. I'll say that Trump seems to be a little less dirty than most, but it also makes him appear stupid in front of you know press conferences and things of that nature, which isn't very good. So what you need is someone who has, you know, the vocal capabilities of a Barack Obama and the political strategies and objectives as Donald Trump. But, you know, it's kind of like when, you know, you see like girls taking like in the old movies where they take like pictures of cutouts and make the perfect girl face out of Vogue magazine or whatever. It's just never going to happen. It's not, it's not a thing. I don't understand why you'd fetishize any president myself. So why you're a fan of a president for them. I mean, I haven't seen there be a noble president that I can think of period. Maybe Jimmy Carter, but, uh, that may be just cause I was too young when he was, you know, I mean, I don't know enough about him. Maybe taken together. These allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Republicans have already been investigating the Biden family for months, and in particular, the business dealings of Biden's son, Hunter. Those investigations have not produced any clear evidence that the president took official actions to personally benefit himself or his family. That fact was pointed out today by White House spokesman Ian Sams, who dismissed the announcement as, quote, extreme politics at its worst. All right, Deirdre. This announcement today, it is not particularly surprising. We knew this day might come, but why is it happening today? I mean, we've seen the speaker leading into it for months, but it's happening today because the House is coming back from weeks of a summer recess and conservatives have been pushing the speaker and House Republican leadership to move on impeachment. They are unhappy uh, following multiple indictments of former President Trump, uh, who has a ton of allies in the House Republican Conference, and feel like the Justice Department was weaponized against Trump and Democrats when they were in charge impeached Trump. So House Republicans should move forward to impeach President Biden. And I think the speaker coming out this morning before Matt Gates went to the floor and before other House cons- conservatives are scheduled to do a press conference was his way of saying, I'm listening, I'm moving. 
we need to stay united to move this process forward. And McCarthy's going to need support from a lot of these conservatives to avoid a government shutdown. And I think maybe he thinks giving them this political bone will help them get on board with some sort of stopgap bill to avoid a shutdown. That is soapbox. Let me end my share here. So NPR is, I mean, unfortunately, the closest thing we have to a middle of the road. Uh, I think that us as human beings are smart enough to recognize bias when we hear it. And we can, if, if we can retrain ourselves to find the truth in that bias, then we could be okay. There's, it's, it's a balance of nuance, empathy, and just trying to figure out exactly. And the way Kevin McCarthy said it well, when he said that the information paints a picture of a culture of crime in the Joe Biden family and a culture of crime sucks, but it also doesn't have anything inherently illegal about it. There's no, you can't say, you know, it's kind of like you can't listen to a rap album and, and bring someone up on charges as a result of the rap album unless there are things that you know about the crime that need to be filled in using the rap album. I understand that. I don't think, and I think that's kind of what they did to, to Hunter Biden with the gun. And, and it is illegal. And I guess, you know, you have to pay for the things that you do that are illegal. Um, I just, I just think that there's a certain amount of empathy. You can look at it saying that you've owned a gun before and been doing drugs and been you know, under the influence of drugs. Um, they're usually, you know, when you look at these things, it may be after the fact that you say, listen, um, and no one wants that. No one wants to say after the fact, like, hey, we shouldn't have let Hunter Biden buy a gun because he was on crack and now he shot up a place or, you know, killed himself or killed something. But no, that happened. What happened is they started a witch hunt on his dad because his dad tried to finish a witch hunt on Donald Trump. And now it's just, it's just a political shit show. And we're all being forced to care about this fucking thing that we just don't need to fucking care about. You know, I would say of everything that happened with Mitt Romney saying that he stepped down because of his age, whether he's telling the truth or not, it is a noble cause. It is a noble cause to step down because of your age. Joe Biden should step down because of his age and he should watch his feet closely so he doesn't trip and fall when he steps down. No, I'm, I'm Trump, maybe you know, Trump seems to have some of his sanity left. And I do like the fact that he shows you, you know, the, the, the shitty side of the politic of politics. And he doesn't necessarily hide what he, what he's doing from you, you know, like going to North Korea and working with Vladimir Putin and all this to where, 
us just being told that the Ukraine is very important and that we need to care about the Ukraine, even though, you know, in 40 years of my life, I've never had to give a fuck about the Ukraine for any reason whatsoever. But now all of a sudden I have to care about them more than I have to care about my own homeland. And I think that's where Donald Trump resonates with everyone is America first. And we've never really put America first. And let and unless he was president when he was president we put america first and we started seeing some good policies go through and that was that was solid and now that joe biden's in office we see a ukraine first policy which is not solid but it sure has given them enough money for a solid campaign allowance because they're buying i watch a joe biden commercial on tv almost every commercial break now and it is not even the holiday season yet in the year before the election. So I'm not crazy about that, but that's soapbox. We listen to other people on the soapbox and find the, find the, uh, find the way in it. Find the me. It's me. Oh, it's me. So we do try to find out the me or the me. We usually find out that it's the both. So everybody's biased, including me. Except I try to be biased to reason. Me being biased to reason sounds like Mitt Romney saying that he is the wing of wisdom, which is bullshit. Just like my bias is probably bullshit as well. But um, I'm probably wrong. I've been wrong before i'm probably been wrong today and this is like the first thing i've done today so i've been wrong let's get my uh, dj back in here give me that beat you know i love there it is hey i dj he play and play and play all day every day hey i dj he know what you wanna hear he know why you tuned into the podcast today to hear his AI DJ, he don't play all day. What do you say? He's AI DJ. All right, so box is over, and we're back after these no messages. Welcome back to the Sea of the People podcast. Podcast, podcast. All right, so this is going to be like a sports type thing. Um, We'll call the segment. What's a good name for sports? Um, maybe we can call it sports. <laughs> All right. So, top news is the Braves clinch. And the Phillies and Addies and Marlins suck again. You guys are fucking boring. And, uh, you know, I think the, the I, I know you look at all those names and, and it's just, such good good teams in there, you know. You think the Phillies and 
they've just had such great seasons, but they fucking suck this year. And the Natties, they suck. The Marlins, they suck. And, <laughs> I mean, the Mets suck so fucking bad. I didn't even have the, I, I couldn't even put them on the thing because the Mets are just the highest paid group of assholes in the national, national major league baseball. So, you know, go Braves. And, um, Phillies, Natties, Marlins, Mets. Fuck you. Good luck next year. Good luck uh, being in the division. I will say that we're the best division in baseball, too. So, I mean, I guess you could argue, what is it, the, the AL East, which is, uh, I guess, that is that the AL East that has that, uh, the, the, the Sox and the Yankees in it? That's a, that's a good one, I guess. But uh, the Braves, the Nationals, Phillies, Marlins, and Mets, well, maybe not so much the Mets, but all those teams typically are contenders. And this year, the Phillies and the Marlins, I believe, are over 500. Uh, the Nats, I don't believe, are having a great season. I'm not that up on it, um, except for the Braves. Um, you know, if there was... The only thing that I would say is wrong with the Braves, in my opinion, is they got to get – I wish they'd run from Valley Sports, just run so far away from Valley Sports and just get the hell away from Valley Sports because Valley Sports is a huge fucking ripoff. I, I have, like, real problems with giving my money to Comcast and such a, an abundant nature just to watch Braves games. And uh, the blackout rules don't let you watch it on MLB TV. It's just nonstop. And they've got, like, VPN destroyers out there, so you can't, like, watch the Braves for shit. They've spent so much technology making sure you can't watch the Braves unless you pay Comcast all that money. It's bullshit. But... I don't know. I, it's probably like that other cities, too. You know, I know we used to have Turner here. We used to have, you know, TBS used to be our station in Atlanta. That shows you how fucking old school I was born in the city. This is the city I know. And TBS used to be a local thing in the A, and it used to have the Braves nonstop. Kind of like, you know, uh, the Cubs used to have on uh, WG. I don't know if they still have that, but it was a good partnership between TBS, Turner Broadcasting. And of course, they he owned the Braves, so it was really easy for him to pull that off. But regardless, We'll politicking in there too. Go Braves. Can't wait till the playoffs start so we can watch all the games, regardless of our fucking cable provider and who we choose. Which they're getting us with that on the NFL as well. Because now you gotta have YouTube TV to have all that shit. It's it's crazy. So but that is go Braves. Hope we can get another series this year. Then we can get out there and see some games for the series and some, you know, get, get out there and see some um, playoff games if you can afford to get out there. It is a great environment, and I love living in baseball city. It's also just a great city overall, you know. Uh, I would say Atlanta's always been a baseball town since the 90s and for me. I mean, even before that, I'm sure it was just, you know, I don't recall very well because of my childhood or whatever. But I love I love the Braves and I love the city that uh, they play for. So 
All right, NFL week two picks. We'll do some week two picks real quick here. If I can uh, get those up. I'll pull up the week two schedule real quick. And to see, first game, we have Vikings-Eagles. And the Eagles took that win with uh, Swift having a crazy, crazy game as far as fantasy productivity. Um, I have Swift in both of my big leagues. And I started him in one and, and benched him in the other because I didn't have – I had some – David Montgomery started him room in the one, which I, I might regret that. But, you know, I'm hoping for a big week out of David Montgomery. Um, let's see. Tomorrow at one, you got the Ravens Bengals at Cincy. Um, I'm looking for Cincy to bounce back on that. I'm, I'm going to pick with my heart and pick the Bengals there in a close one. The uh, Lions and Seahawks. I will. Uh, the Lions are just playing. They played so well in Week One. Lions are going to win there against the Seahawks at home. I'll take the Lions on that. Texans Colts. Um, Colts are playing better, at least after week one, it looks, than the Texans. But uh, it is a home game, so I'll call for the upset there and say the Texans will win at home against the Colts. Bucks and Bears um, at Tampa Bay. Um, I think uh, I think we go with the Bears there. The Bears. The Bears to win at Tampa Bay tomorrow at 1. Uh, the Chiefs at Jags. Um, that's a great game that I probably will not have access to. I will try to use some of the NFL hack sites to watch that game because that looks like a good one. Uh, the Chiefs at the Jags. I think the Jags will pull that off. I think the Jags will win that. You got the Packers at Atlanta. Now, there's a game I will get to watch. That will be a good one. After seeing Love under, under center this week, he had the Packers looking really good. And, you know, the Falcons did something that I love when my Falcons do, and that's they closed. They closed a sale. They, they closed the door. They played for the four. They, they finished the game. And that's, uh, that's, that's what Atlanta never does well, or, or Georgia Tech either at that, which is another team I love. But I'm going to pick with my heart here and go with, I don't know, I don't know. I'm going to pick the Falcons at home with my heart because they ain't let me down yet. The Raiders at the Bills. We go with the Bills. Chargers at the Titans. Um, I like the Titans to win at home. Derrick Henry to have some good yardage against them. Um, 49ers at the Rams. I like the 49ers to win on the road. Giants at the Cardinals. Well, I like the Cardinals to win at home. Jets at the Cowboys tomorrow at 425. Well, this was supposed to be a good game. Let's have a moment of silence for Aaron Rodgers, whatever CLE tour. All oh, the promise. The promise of a fantasy season. The promise of Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Now, we need some more, like, the Cowboys will win this game, clearly. Um, commanders at Broncos. 
tomorrow at 425. I'm going to go with the mile high. I'm going to go with the Broncos to win at home over the Commanders. And for tomorrow night, for the Carrie Underwood-themed Sunday Night Football, the Dolphins at the Pats. Mm. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Dolphins on the road. The Dolphins on the road, even though I'm sure Mac Jones will have a great game. Saints at the Panthers. Who gives a fuck? I hope they both fucking lose. Um, That's probably uh, as bad as I hate to pick the game. The Saints on the road. The Browns at the Steelers. I like the Browns on the road. So, recap of your winners. You got the Browns, Panthers, Dolphins, Broncos, Cowboys, Cardinals, 49ers, Falcons, Titans, Bills, Bears, Jags, Texans, Lions, Bengals, and of course, the RA decided Eagles. All right, that is going to conclude the Seattle People Podcast 2.0, episode one. We will call this, I don't know what we'll call this. Episode one. Gonna be so fun. Let me get a uh, DJ. Where's my AI DJ in here? I need him now. I need him now. Ah. All right. Episode one of season two point oh. It's the Sea of the People podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm gonna edit this soon, and I'm gonna put it up for you. Got my picks in for week two. So what the fuck are gonna do? Alright, podcast. So one. Hopefully we'll be back later on this week with a Garrett episode. Darren, if you watch this, you listen to this, come pretty sure you and your family are half of the subscribers. Text me, let me know you're good. Let's do this. We can record sooner than Thursday if you want to get another one in. Episode one, it's been fun. Hope y'all have a great day. I might go do the same. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see how to do my gas. Let's try to pull it out.